0: All right, let's look in our Bibles at Revelation chapter 4. Actually, chapter 5. Let's start with chapter 5 and verse 11. And we're going to start talking about, move to the next area of doctrine today, of the third area of the spirit world. We have talked about the doctrine, first is doctrine of God. Then we talked about the doctrines of scriptures. And now we're going to spend a couple of weeks talking about the spirit world that God has made that's important for us to uh, to know about and to understand and we're going to talk about the uh, spiritual beings that God has made in those in that realm we dwell in the physical realm that's all we can see with our eyes our physical senses but there is a spiritual realm and it is more real than the physical realm the spiritual realm is eternal and this is where god dwells and the spiritual produced the physical <clears throat> that's a uh, change of thinking that we need to renew our minds in is that the spiritual is superior to the physical It was the spiritual that birthed the physical. Uh, The spiritual realm never had a beginning. God, in His existence as a spirit, never had a beginning. It's the physical that has a beginning. It is secondary. It is less than the spiritual. But in our, our normal thinking, we come up in the world and in our flesh and our youth, and we feel like the physical world is everything. And then we begin to learn about the spiritual, and we think, oh, okay, I need to fit God into my world. Oh, I'll go to church on Sunday, and hopefully we begin to learn, oh, I, I need to relate to God every day of the week. I need to serve Him all the time. And we gradually begin to let God in more and more, thinking, oh, I need to make God a more part of my life. And we just have this mentality. It's our wrong you know perspective as humans not knowing the truth is that we we think that uh god's out there on the on the peripheral and we've got to let him in more and more into the world into our world and that's completely opposite of the truth the spiritual is superior and what needs to happen, and this, when spiritual growth happens, is that we are uh, coming to realize more and more the dominance of the spiritual world and of God, and we renew our thinking, we reorient our thinking. And we can't experience the spiritual world, we can know it, we can experience it, but not with our physical senses at this time. We do so by faith. But it is real, it is superior in power and in reality to our physical world. And we need to, uh, we need to realize that and to uh, acknowledge that in our life and grow in our knowledge of that. And in the spiritual world, God has made spirit beings that operate there. And even though we can't see them unless they manifest themselves, and God has done that at certain times, that's not something that is the norm. We generally don't see them or hear them physically. And we can tend to think they don't exist. In our this human thinking, we can forget about that or not think about it, or not even some might even believe that. Uh, but they are very real and we need to have an understanding of that. We They're called uh, angels, commonly, a common name is angels in the Bible, which is the word that means messenger. It's, it was a general word for messengers that was applied to other, you know, if there was literally a messenger sent, they would be called and an angelos, in the Greek, but that word then, as many times in the Bible, occurs is a word is a general word is used for a particular situation in the spiritual kingdom of God, and it takes on then a particular name, and that has what been what's happened for us with the word angel, and it emphasizes one of their main roles. There's there's three three activities of angels that I have thought about that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> one of them is that they deliver messages for God. We'll talk about that on another day. Another one is it's kind of it's a uh, mysterious uh activity that we'll we talk about some as much as we can, is there is a uh, reference that angels, there's multiple references to angels covering things. And uh, that, that's, that's kind of an interesting thought we'll look at. The, um, the other one is what we'll talk about today. And that is that angels praise God uh, through singing. And that's what we see here in Revelation chapter five and verse eleven. And it's kind of hard pressed to say what is their main activity. Is there if there is a main activity? <clears throat> but uh, praising God is is one of the main things they do, <clears throat> and then they have a major function of delivering messages for God on on the earth. But probably. The fact that praising God would, uh, is what is done in His presence and it is the worship of God, whereas messages are delivering to man, which is important of God's work, we'd probably say the, praising, the work of praising God is, is uh, their most important function, uh, in, in my opinion. Let's, let's read verse 11 following and, and look at what it says here. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is, which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said amen and the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. And so the uh, the angels here are around the throne of God and they are praising, singing, worshiping God. And as they do that then The 24 elders join in, Uh, the four living creatures join in, the the 24 elders join in. And you see this presented in scripture, it seems that um, the angels lead out in worship. They're around the throne and one of their chief works, if not the chief work, is to praise God. And God has them doing that around the throne because of how important that is. And they, in a sense, lead all the creation in worshiping God and singing. Certainly in this context and in the reality, too, with how salvation has worked is the angels, we follow the lead of the angels in worshiping God. As we come to salvation and come to a relationship with God, then we come to worship God, and we're following the lead of the angels and what they do day and night. And so in that sense, they are leading in worship <clears throat> in the physical, lead the physical world in worshiping God in the spiritual realm. Notice uh, the number given here. If there are many angels. The uh, number is given a 10,000 times 10,000, which is 110 million plus then he adds thousands of thousands so it's uh, somewhat of a, it is a uh non-specific number to somewhat of an open-ended number meaning even more than 100 million so there <clears throat> there are are many 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 angels and uh you can just uh, imagine the uh, The impact and the scene in heaven of how wonderful it must be and uh, powerful it must be of that many angels praising God singing. You no doubt have heard large choirs singing, orchestras presenting a musical presentation. And if they're very talented and it's very large it's a very powerful thing very impressive thing imagine how powerful and impressive it is for over a hundred million angels who no doubt can sing perfectly god wouldn't make them any other way in heaven around him imagine what that must be like Uh, the worship that's there around god's throne and god created that Uh, god created the blessing of music and angels are the ones that are gifted to lead out in that Uh, that that's special Uh, that is uh, what god has made in the spiritual realm with angels Praising, singing, singing, praising God by singing there around the throne. Now, some Some want to try to press a point with this text and some others, particularly verse 12, where it says they were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain, and try to press the point and say, Oh, angels were not singing. They do not sing because it says they were saying or they were speaking. Another text will say that. And and I don't agree with that. Uh, Some really press that and say, oh, no, no, it's not singing, they were just saying this. Well, um, if you turn back, I think this directs us, if we look back in the context at verse 8, with the, uh, the four living creatures and the 24 elders falling down before the Lamb, And worshiping Him, and verse 9 says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll. And this is all one scene. And so we have clearly a reference here to singing of the 24 elders, who are human beings that have been saved, and they are worshiping God. The whole thing is worship. You go back, it starts in chapter 4, around the throne, With the four living creatures and the 24 elders are falling down, uh, particularly verse 10, they fall down and they worship him. So all this is worship in a general sense and singing is the way they are expressing that worship. In uh, these similar, and the refrain, the uh, wording is similar throughout here, starting in chapter 4, verse 11, you are worthy, O Lord. Uh, chapter 5, verse 9, you are worthy to take the scroll, uh, speaking of Jesus. And then back to verse 12 where we started, worthy is the Lamb. So this common theme is the worship, the words, uh, but they are singing it. So that's, I believe, verses, verse 9 makes that clear. <clears throat> that um, they are singing but then the scripture is re- recording the words they are using and they, it then states it as they are saying these words but they are singing the words and so <clears throat> i think it is i think it's it's the reality throughout scripture that <clears throat> The worship in heaven is in singing, and the angels are leading in that. And the elders, 24 elders here, the human beings, are following their lead. I mean, if you say that the angels aren't singing, they're just speaking, then you have the 24 elders singing, a small little group of you singing, the rest the angels are just speaking. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they refrain from singing? That is the context here, that this is all singing, and that's a powerful part of how God... Uh, orchestrates worship, and the angels are uh, leading in that. They are made to do that, to sing and to worship God around the throne. God made music, and he wants music around his throne, and he made some creatures that will provide that music, basically is what it involves. And they are singing. So um, look at this strong connection here between angels and singing and how important it is in God's creation uh, that He has created music and created beings who will sing and worship and how important music is in our worship of, of God. This is what the angels do. Well, let's, let's look back at chapter 4 and then we're going to go to another text that further, uh, where we further see uh, singing Reference to singing with the angels. Uh, chapter 4, the four living creatures that even though they're not particularly called angels, generally I think we would label them that. They are spirit beings. They are somewhat unusual, somewhat unique. Uh, but uh, I think we would say that they are classify them as angels. Verse 8. It says, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You're worthy, O Lord receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created and so these four living creatures are worshiping around the throne saying holy 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 lord god almighty and that's the text for the hymn the great hymn we have holy 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 and again i think it's natural for us to assume that they are singing these words Although it could be possible in this, I mean, it's possible that they are speaking these words in this context. But even if that, and that that can happen, probably could happen at some point. Uh, There could be a function of that. But I think it's very clear that there is singing also that goes along with that, uh, if that is true. But it could be that all of this is singing. That these uh, living creatures communicate in that way of, of singing these, these words around the throne. We want to show you a scripture now that uh, I believe does directly refer to the angels singing and seeing that that is a function they do around the throne in the presence of God and that is um, a very common activity that they are engaged in. Look at the book of Job in the Old Testament, chapter 38. Job chapter 38, verse 4 God is speaking to Job about when he made the earth. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. God is speaking about when he made the earth. It could be a reference to the very first day. It could be a reference generally of all the six days of creation. Nevertheless, we still have this important point come out that when God made the earth, He says, the morning stars, verse 7, the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. That has to be be angels. Sons of God is used to refer to men on the earth who are following God. But this is in the plural. This can't refer to Adam. Adam. Because, this plural, there was only one of Adam. There was only one son, in a particular sense, even if you try to include to Eve, there was only one son. It to not refer to Adam. There weren't multiple people at that point of men that this would refer to. But when God made the earth, it says, "...the sons of God shouted for joy, the morning stars sang together." It has to refer to angels. And that when God made the earth... I think it refers to the first day when he brought together the physical elements for the first time and created the heavens and the earth that the angels sang. I believe that's what he's what he saying. They sang because that's what they do. They were singing and shouting for joy and they are called the sons of God here because in the general sense they were created by God, in that sense they were sons of God. And they are referred to, I believe, as morning stars here. And there is other uses in that way where angels are related to stars, both in Revelation and in reference to Lucifer, the fallen angel. In fact, he's given that name, Lucifer, which means... Star of the morning. It actually literally means what this word is morning stars, plural. Lucifer means star of the morning, and we'll talk more about him later and all that, where basically it presents Lucifer or Satan, who was, who later became Satan, that he was made the top star of the morning. In that sense, he is given the name Lucifer, the star of the morning, but all the other angels underneath him were the morning stars, plural. I believe that's what this name is referring to here. The morning stars are the angels. They are singing when God made the earth. And so uh, I think it's a clear reference to what the angels do around the throne is they are singing. That's what God made them to do. And they fill heaven with song uh, and praising God and worshiping Him with music. And this is a major activity of the angels. What follows out of that is where we want to apply this and push it is music is a big part of God's work. It's a big part of His work. It's not something that's just neutral. In the Christian uh, mantra, you'll hear push today is oh music is neutral music is neutral quit, don't quit worrying about trying to have standards of music and what the bible presents simply doesn't back that up it presents music as a very fundamental part of what god has made both the words and the 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 lyric uh, the uh, not the lyric, but the musical part of it the uh, the melody the instruments to the the vocals that's a part of what god has made to be used to worship him and what we're going to see we'll get more in this later when we look at satan's fall is that satan has tried to and has not tried but he has focused on corrupting every part of god's creation everything god made satan has tried to corrupt it and twist it here on the earth music is one of those it is a fundamental part of what god has made and he's put it right there around the throne with his angels and when satan fell he took that with him and he has sought to corrupt music on the earth ever since and He's doing it today. And He's used that as a powerful corrupting tool in our modern day to corrupt the hearts and minds of people. You can't hardly go out in the world today, out in the store, whatever, without hearing just this awful racket of vile, vulgar, corrupting music. That's not an accident. That's Satan's direct attempts at corrupting what god has made here on the earth just as the angels excel in worshiping god in music in a holy way satan excels in corrupting people through music and his demons do too the other fallen angels they use music i believe as a one of their main tools i believe that's what we can take from this god uses angels one of the angels main activities is music one of satan's main activities and the demon's main activity is ungodly music and it's something we ought to be very careful about it can be used is a powerful force for good and it's a powerful force for evil on the earth and the angels are a picture of that or an embodiment more than a picture they're an embodiment of it So, when God God made the earth, the angels sang for joy because that's what God made them to do. Now let's go then, in that context, let's go to Luke chapter 1 or 2. Luke chapter 2, let's apply that here. You see this common theme. It's consistent with what we see in the Bible is... When God did major things, God has angels singing. When He made the earth, angels sang. And then here, when He sent the Savior into the world and His Son was born, what happened? God sent angels. He sent a choir of angels to sing. Uh, Verse 8. In other words, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And so, when God sent Jesus into the world, He sent a band of angels to praise Him. And it says that, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Now, we take that in the context of everything we've already read, that praise and worship very commonly involves singing most of the time that we can say here look at this as there's a multitude of them they're singing that's what they were made to do and that's what they're doing again that's where some people want to try to press a point and say oh it doesn't say they're singing it says they were just saying and i really think that uh, is an unnecessary straining of what's communicated here that uh, this is what angels do and they were singing Uh, these these words they were praising god and singing uh another context to go along with that is really the multitude of the book of psalms which is the praise praising of god in the old testament and and uh many of the psalms there over and over express those words praising god and worshiping him and it's all a a hymn or a book of praise to God, and but then very clearly the context is, and many times it talks about it in the book of Psalms, is that they are it is singing, and it was a hymn book. It was used to sing, and the words were a praise to God. You always see this combination of praising with singing throughout the Bible, and so it is with the angels. I believe that we can. Say the same thing, that they are praising God and they are doing that most of the time, if not all the time, through music, through singing. That is what God made them to do. And then we come back to the book of Revelation, and when then God reveals to John how everything's going to end, the first thing he does. Uh, for him is to reveal the angels singing and praising God around the throne. And we see this scene throughout the book of God being praised. In fact, it ends in chapter 19 with a great scene of worship where they are Singing and praising the four, 24 elders in chapter 19, verse 4. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, hallelujah." Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His servants and those who fear Him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, "Hallelujah!" for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And all of those words, I believe, indicate singing. That it was um, the sound as the sound of many waters and the sound of mighty thunderings. That describes accurately describes singing. A large choir singing. It doesn't fit as much. Just speaking, the words. I believe it's communicating when right before the. the the uh, major event of the conclusion of this uh, life on the earth that god manifests it with the angels singing in a powerful way you see that throughout the bible the angels are singing praising god at major significant points of god's work on the earth and this shows us the uh important activity of angels of that of singing and how uh, wonderful that must be if you ever heard uh, to me maybe the glimpse we have of it a little glimpse of this is if you've heard the handles messiah done and it ends one of the sec- i don't remember if it's the first section or the second section ends with this uh, I think it, it would be the Hallelujah Chorus. I, I think that's the end. I think we get a glimpse of that, where there's a very talented choir of people and a large crowd, uh, choir, and they are singing loudly, and it's very powerful singing the hallelujah chorus for the lord our god omnipotent reigns i think that's just a small glimpse of way it really is in heaven and the way it's going to be at the end with all the angels doing that that's a powerful thing and this is what angels do this is what god made angels to do and and it shows us how important singing is and then when we gather on the lord's day then it's very important for us to lift our voices and to sing to him in worship and we join our voices then with the angels voices like the 24 elders did we join our voices with them in praising of all his creation praising God and, and it's significant for us to do that because heaven is praising God heaven's not in rebellion of God all the universe is in submission to God all creation the Bible says is in submission to God only one part of God's creation is not, and it's mankind here on the earth. But when we come and gather and worship, what we're doing is we're, we're giving back to God what He deserves, is His people worshiping Him. And, and, when we, and singing is an important part of that. When we sing, we are restoring that part of creation that, that was corrupted in sin, and we're giving back to God what He made creation to do, and restoring it to Him, and it's for Him, uh, in worship to Him. And so let's, we can seek to have that mindset, and it'll make our singing that much more meaningful to us when we do do that. All right, let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for all your great works, and for this great work of singing music, and how you made angels to uh, to to have this uh, ability and how they must do it so perfectly, and how important it shows this music is. And just guide us as we go through this study and give us insight into these truths about the spiritual realm and the angels you have made and what they do. And may you help us to worship and praise you through music that you made for your purposes and to glorify you.